Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 484, recorded live on Saturday, October 29th, 2016. And here are your hosts, the man who isn't in my dining room, Dave Floyd. Hi! The man who is in his own dining room, Andy Lowe. Hi. And our guest this week, the man who is also in my dining room, Jake Brahman. 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 Fuck. Eventually you'll really? be right. What no. ways? I'm sitting there going like, I, I Andy, remember I just, missed- just remember, it's not Fallout. No. <laughs> that's, that's all you need to remember. Yeah, no, that's what I should I should have done the Beerman. I should have done that. That's... Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Brayman, Brayman, it's pretty easy. Brayman, <laughs> you were at the wedding. I know. You know how bad my memory is, though? It's just... A- no, I always forget... Boom. Yeah, no, if I had if I had my uh, tab open, I would have done Grimshot.com. But yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> it, it's all good, Andy. It's all good. I'm just trying to think of the number of times I've seen him in person, and I think this is, this is two. Second yeah. time you've seen me in person, yeah. Yeah, first one was at your wedding, and then here we are. He is in my dining room recording with us. Why is there a stranger in your dining room? He's not a stranger. He's a friend. Well, you've only met him twice. Yeah, but my voice has been very familiar for quite some time now. <laughs> That's true. That's true. There are people from PAX that we never have actually met in person until, you know, PAX. Well, most of them I met at PAX. Yes. Granted, I, I shared a hotel room with several of them. <laughs> so, Dave, why are you having strangers in your hotel room? Uh, well, I mean, that, that's that's kind of personal. There was a financial transaction involved, and I was I, I just kind Money of... Actually, services? no, you know why they were in my hotel room? Because I left the hotel arrangements to you. That's never a good sign. <laughs> I, I like the fact that you shrugged as if he could see you shrugging. I, I do that during the podcast. That when Dave was sitting across from me, there was a lot of finger pointing and hand waving, which, you know, doesn't come across at all during any of these. So, I mean, Glorious. when I, I'm not in the room with him, I try to remember that I'm not in the room with him. It's really easy because I can't actually point at him. Uh, so I try and make it, you know, more expressive and emotive. Well, you should just print off a photo of him that's and then just, like, like pointing it. at you, and then that way you can actually project at the photo. Put it on like the microphone or your monitor or something. Just be angry at the photo? Yeah. Okay. Well, there's, the, there's the photo of me back when we were in the apartment where I was talking to the uh, the bookshelf next to me. That's where just I assumed Dave was. So I would be actually like <laughs> talking to the bookshelf. <laughs> Fair enough. But now you have someone else to talk directly yes, now to, I actually can stare, like... I you, can, you have a guest. Yeah, we're doing the eye thing right now. <laughs> Staring at each other's eyes, gazing longingly. No, we're not gazing... We're doing, like, the like I, the, see, I you see you... With the fingers... Pointing... At the eyes. Yeah, I'm guilty of doing things with my hands well. Just doing audio okay. as well. Because, Jake, you do audio besides, like, this, which you now do. You used yeah? to, though, right? Or are you still Yeah, well, that? when I was in Korea, I mean, I did the radio DJing thing and did a lot of video stuff. Now mine's more of print journalism and um, photos. So I'm taking a lot more pictures and a lot more writing, if you will. Cool. But I still keep up on it as much as I can because it's a periscope skill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hence why this podcast actually exists. It's, it's literally, it was... This is just li- Andy keeping in practice. Yes, this this podcast, I do believe, started out as a line on a resume. Or 
to get tickets to Wait a PAX, one of the two. What? We started this podcast at PAX, so they were not tickets to PAX. We started it because we're like, you know what? We've got things to say about the industry. Let's talk about it. Which for me was, uh, hey, oh, hey, I can do a weekly podcast. That will look good on the resume. Are you just realizing this, Dave? 484 I, episodes in. Ten years, the last ten years have all been a lie. It's like the cake. Don't I worry about we, it. I thought we were doing this to, to, like, make an impact on the industry and have our voices be heard. No. Very, very tiny impact, but... Yeah, what, 50 subscribers? We're just letting all uh, the laundry out right now. It's just... Yeah. Yeah, this is why this is a great start to an episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the final episode of RA Podcast. <laughs> this is how you know I become an investigative reporter and bring out all the crap. Oh, <laughs> is your so, cheese yeah. killing you? <laughs> Tonight at 11. Did you but really I, want to I know? I just made a bunch of cheese for dinner. I need to know now, not at 11. <laughs> and if you go to bed early, don't My forget to wake up early in the morning and like, find out if that cheese thing really mattered. God damn it. I hate the news. Oh, local news. Local news is the best. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> now that we've alienated any of our local news subscribers. Do we have many of those? I, I don't know. I haven't actually looked at any of our numbers. Hey, local news is the bedrock. Where else are you going to find out about the car chases and your weather? I find out my weather from weather.com. Where else are you going to get someone dressed in a ridiculous either pantsuit or dress depending on their gender? Actually, that doesn't even depend on their gender anymore. To tell you that they've got a cold front moving in. But but I work with a meteorologist. So why don't you just ask them daily? I, I, I Well, daily I don't. But if there's ever like a, hey, the weather says this. Well, what does that actually mean? He's always there to just ask. Yeah, no, I, I've got a guy sort of like that. Uh, he does the, the farm reports so you can actually ask him you know like okay so like what does this weather actually mean like how much is this going to affect us because farmers it seems it turns out really care about the weather well i mean it affects their growing season <laughs> yeah. how their crops are gonna end up or what have you so i mean yeah it's kind of an important thing yep just slightly slightly important or if the frost season's coming in early mm-hmm. and what an early frost actually does for your crops and everything else the answer is not many good things. No. Or all the best things if you want messed up crops. Or depending on, you know, <laughs> it's actually good for you if it's an early frost and yours actually survive, then it means it's going to be a lower mm-hmm. lower supply. It means an increased demand and you're actually going to be earning more per bushel if you're doing apples. Yeah. If you're doing grapes, it means it's time to make ice wine. Yes. Do, do I take this chance to do like the crappiest segue ever? But what yes. about soy lint? That was soy pretty crappy. <laughs> That was actually very crappy. Also, Soylent doesn't care about uh, Frost at all. But isn't it Soylent people? About... I remember that in a movie Soylent. once. No. no Soylent that, Green that was, was people. It, it was. But this is not Soylent Green. It's just Soylent. It is just Soylent. I should, I should just add food coloring. And that, that'll be my Halloween food for like tonight's party is Soylent Green is people. <laughs> and, and just, uh, just as long as you don't have the food bars, because I hear you get um, uncontrollable diarrhea. It's yeah. Kind of- and evidently, that's not just the food bars now. It's also the powder. <laughs> it's also their main powder product. Uh, people are getting sick with more almost, uncontrollable diarrhea. It's almost as if Soylent went and saw those sugar-free Haribo gummy bears and said, let's do that in a bar form. <laughs> <laughs> and, or in a 
of powder form. Or, yeah, there, it's not a good, like, month for Soylent. They are in kind of deep trouble. Dave, how many of uh, bags of this powder <laughs> do you have? Quite a bit. I, I still have, like, two or three bags, but I ordered this powder a lot. Like, it's been on the, the shelf for months, so I'm still safe. This is not the batch that, like, other people are getting sick with. Well, what I think is hilarious about this whole article on the Soylent thing is, like, if you have used powder 1.6 without incident, we still n- we see no reason to stop enjoying it. I'm sorry, but I don't <laughs> know if I could ever enjoy a product called Soylent. It is... It's interesting. Because it is not food. You do not eat Soylent to eat. You, you, you have Soylent because you need nutrients and actually don't want to eat. Yeah. And so the flavor is just not, it's not the best. We'll put it that way. It's just really not the best. It's uh, kind of like an oatmeal cookie without the sugar. I mean, I could see it like having Soylent to either if the bars were okay to eat without making you violently explode out of your anus. To have those as, like, an emergency food supply, because I yeah. don't think they would ever go bad, ever. Uh, the bars, I don't know. The powder definitely, like, just never, ever, ever will go bad. Until you mix it with water, and then it does have a shelf life after that. I'm sorry, I'm still just, just the intense vomiting and uncontrollable diarrhea. I'm just... <laughs> and he's like, I'm not even going near that. Nope. That's just... Have you tried Soylent, Andy? No, no, I haven't. And yet, I was over at your house, and you did not offer. I did not offer you Soylent. I don't think I had any mixed up when you were over here. Okay. I just want to know how they quantify intense vomiting. I'm pretty sure that's reported by users. Yeah. I I do love the fact that it's Soylent 1.6, that they do, like, version control of their powder. (laughs) Because... 1.5 1.5 was pretty good, but we needed to add one more thing. Uh-oh, 1.6 is not great. Um, right. They're like, well, I guess 1.7 will fix the bugs. And they when they when they update it, they actually release patch notes. What? Soylent patch notes. This is what we did to improve our artificially created I'm nutrient. I'm not joking. Uh-oh. If you go to the website, like you can find the uh, Soylent powder. Yep, there it is. Uh, powder, powder, powder. Always iterating. Where is... Where are my release notes? Yeah. Oh, Soylent Powder 1.6 details. Macronutrient ratio has... Do they give you, like, an update of what the... Let me look at 1.5 in English. 0.5 release notes. Yeah, they they talk about what's changed between the the two versions. Okay, so yeah. So 1.4 had two more... Or two less grams of powdered oil blend. Well, so the it used to be that the oil blend was sold with it, and you had to mix it together. Oh. It used to be a little liquid. I, I like the deliciously neutral. Soylent powder has a neutral flavor that is easy to purchase. Personalized to your taste. Yep. You can mix it into a smoothie. It's pretty okay. It's it's pretty okay. <laughs> That's the best thing I can say about it. It's pretty okay. Like, Soylent, honestly, that is it's the best pretty I can okay. Say. Yeah. Dave Pillay, uh, But people are getting sick from it, so maybe it's not pretty okay right now. <laughs> Might want to, you know, stay away from it just, just for a little bit. Oh. They don't know what the hell is is causing it is the biggest problem. They're sure, like, they've looked. It's not um, any sort of pathogen. It's not a bacteria. It's not spoiled food. It's, they they don't know. They know a few things that it is not. They do not know what it is. I always, I always love those where it's, well, it's not this, and it's not this, so it might be this? 
<laughs> We're not really sure. Bar. Do not eat our bar. Yeah. So, Soylent, maybe not, not doing so well. You know who else is not necessarily doing so well? Um, who? Alphabet. Alphabet. Oh, okay. Alphabet! But I thought the Alphabet was doing well. I mean, it's still got 26 characters. I mean, you can say it backwards and sound nifty. I've actually tried that. Oh, the alphabet kind of, backwards? It's, it's harder than it looks sometimes. Yeah, the Alphabet backwards it. is kind of difficult. Yeah. It's, it's, it gets easier if you start grouping it into threes and if you do a lot of math. Or if you just do it, Z Y X W V U T S R Q P O N M L K J I H T F E D C B A. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, Alphabet. <laughs> why are they not doing well, Dave? Uh, they. Well, so if we if we remember, Alphabet is the like company that Google turned into. There was Google. There was a lot of Google side companies, and then they decided, you know what, this is silly. And so they broke off Google as Google, and Google is owned by Alphabet, and Alphabet also owns, like, everything else. And so Alphabet was, was named so because it was their bet. It was their, their, their kind of alphabet of, we are going to invest in these startups, and we're going to see uh, what new technologies we can come up with and what new little pieces we want. And the other bets are are not doing so hot. So okay, so I'm uh, reading this reading this correctly. All the companies under Alphabet's umbrella pulled in twenty two point five billion dollars in the quarter. Yeah. But any basically anything that was not Google, yeah, uh, only brought in one hundred and ninety seven million in revenue while losing eight hundred and sixty five million in profit. Yeah. So Google is literally keeping everybody else. All of these alive. Afloat. Yep. Now, the, the, that's, again, like the whole reason why they did this, right? They, did, they split this off so that Google could support it without it impacting Google's finances. I, I see this all as a lot of accounting mumbo-jumbo. Well, yeah, I, I look at it this way. It's their way of actually investing in potential businesses that could either be successful or just be total flops. And that way they keep investing money into new technologies. I mean, that's the way right. to get well, well, better. sheltering themselves. Yeah, while, while shielding the, the, the cash cow of Google yeah. from all these right. wild experiments. I mean, so it's not necessarily a bad thing that they're having a bad quarter. It's just that, hey, these startups that we're looking at just aren't working. But, hey, we have a few that are actually bringing in money so we'll keep pumping more of Google's basically if you want to call it a hedge fund into their stuff (laughs) I like thinking of it like that that's a good way of putting it Google is just their hedge fund. Uh-huh. So one of those that's actually having problems. Yeah. Google Fiber. Yeah. Well, you you think that they might have some problems when every telecom company in existence is fighting against them. Yeah. Like Comcast. Like Comcast. Like AT and T. Like Verizon. Well, it it's gotten so bad that the uh, CEO of Google Fiber has uh, decided to step down from his post. Uh, they are paused or ending fiber operations in set in 10 cities where they haven't fully committed to building um, and they are laying off 9% of their workforce. Well, that sucks. Well, it doesn't help that they're also being sued by Comcast, which is making them have to delay stuff in um, Nashville. Yeah. Yay, yeah. Google Fiber, way to have a great week. Yeah, well, to be clear, Comcast isn't suing Google. They're actually suing the city of Nashville. Well, yeah, to, to stop Google, Google Fiber, and right. it's just causing Google Fiber to even lose more money because it can't get the stuff out that they promised. Well, I feel like Google Fiber is 
finally realizing that fiber is fiber is great for bandwidth, but trying to install fiber, you're hitting like probably literal roadblocks of actually, you know, having to shut down roads in order to dig trenches to drop the fiber. And then you're hitting the lawsuit roadblocks of, you know, AT&T and Comcast basically fighting through. I I don't think the literal roadblocks are actually a problem. Like if you're going to start... They, 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 right, but if you're going to start a, a internet service provider company and you know you're going to lay down new lines, like you know you're going to lay down new lines. That stuff is not a surprise. You are you you have worked with organizations who have done this, and you work with construction companies, and you work with the road companies. Like that, those aren't those roadblocks. The literal ones probably aren't actually that bad. It's the legal ones. It's the getting sued by Comcast. It's the AT and T. Uh, writing legislation that Google can't, well, that the city can't use the telephone poles. It's things like that. Which they are, I, Google Fiber is kind of turning, doing a pivot. Instead of doing fiber, they're finally realizing that, you know, wireless spectrum speeds are actually getting up there too. So I, I feel like they're pulling an AT&T. AT&T in the old days, instead of actually trying to run a physical wire from one side of the country to the other, they did this thing called the long lines which were actual um, wireless towers built every 100 to 200 like miles or something like that. And they just basically did a daisy chain of those across the country, which Google Fiber could probably do that as well using microwave relay links. You could easily get a gigabit speed on those, no problem. Daisy chained across the country? Yeah. Or even just just one... It, it's almost a cellular plan right there. So you just put up the Google Fiber towers everywhere... It's a lot less infrastructure to have to deal with. You just put up one tower, put your radios on the tower, and boom, Bob's your uncle. None of this having to dig up, you know, trenches to lay fiber. None. It's it's especially like you said with the physical roadblocks, or not the physical, but the lawsuit roadblocks. It's it makes sense that you know instead of trying to fight this, slamming your head into a wall, let's just you know pivot, go on the wireless spectrum, which you know have a lot less regulations on them, a lot less infrastructure you have to deal with. I, I honestly see this is this is probably where they're going. It's like Google Fiber is probably not going to be called the Google Fiber anymore. It's probably going to be called like Google Internet or something. And they're just probably just going to go start doing wireless spectrum things. Or Google Web or... Yeah, Google, Google Web. Some, like just anything Google, welcome to the interweb. Yeah. Rather than Google fiber, Connect, but yeah, no, it's it's not been a good. Well, no, I, let's let's actually think about that. It probably won't even be Google Connect or Google Welcome or Google Ad because what what's Google's um, wireless protocol for the phones? Hey Google or Hello Google or no, no, the um, the the MiFi. Nope, that's Verizon. Oh, what is that called? Fee. Oh, fee. Yeah, Project Fee. You're Fi. Right. So it's going to be some they bizarre thing like Fiji. that. Fiji. Fiji. They they could. I'm not sure why they would. No, no one knows why how my mind works, Dave. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Jake, I got a question for you, and I have a potential answer that you won't like. Have you heard anyone else ever use Bob's Your Uncle other than Andy? Yes. Okay. I'm from Utah, so that doesn't say much. It's, it's a common expression in Utah. You'd definitely be surprised. I guess so because I am currently surprised. See, look at that. Boom. Surprised. It is commonly used in Great Britain and Commonwealth countries. You're reading the Wikipedia page. Yes, yes I am. Ooh, very nice. Jake's doing that whole balancing your Mountain Dew can on its edge when you, after it's, you know, partially drunk. Anyway. I'm, yeah, I'm describing why I said, ooh, that's neat. Yeah. But yeah, no, Bob, you're on, Bob, there was a... Okay, so... 
continuing with the theme of, of companies in small trouble, uh, the, the um, European Space Agency launched a, a ship to go to Mars. Yes. Months ago. Yes. In fact, potentially years ago. I don't even know. Uh, it just got there, and uh, well, they got there a, all right. <laughs> kind of made a a big um, little dent on the surface of the planet. They did not intend for it to do this. Didn't the other? Didn't the ESA have the one where they had the error between converting between metric and feet? I'm pretty sure that was us. Was that us that had that problem? Yeah, I think that was a NASA lander. Mars crash unit conversion. That was the Mars Climate Orbiter launched by NASA. Oh, okay, so that was our problem. Yeah, that was us. The ESA does not have a problem with feet and inches because the, and uh, meters because they don't use feet. True. There wouldn't be a conversion problem. They just use the metric system. So, yeah, no, we... Uh... <laughs> So I remember because there was it was two parts of this. There was the orbiter, you know, the, the trace gas orbiter. I think that one's still going fine, right? Or is that still have a problem? Ours or the the, the uh, new one? This this the, what was shot there. There was two things. There was an orbiter and a lander that was part of this prop part of this uh, mission. Okay. So I think at least the uh, the orbiter is doing okay. Yeah, the landing part not so much. No. Uh, the landing part made a big smash. It's kind of sad because it was actually designed. It was it was an experiment. The lander they didn't really want to do anything. It was there as an experiment to see um, whether or not this was like a viable landing scenario that they could use it to drop heavier things on the planet so that they could build a bigger rover. Uh, the orbiter was injected into Mars orbit on October nineteenth and will undergo several months of aero braking to adjust its speed and maneuver into a four hundred kilometer high circular orbit above the planet. The science activity scheduled to begin in late 2017. So the the orbiter is good. So they got one out of two. It's just that second one. That's that. That was the real test of it, and that didn't work. Not so much. No. No. Just that, very that, sad. That picture of the just the blackened spot on crater Mars is just oh yeah. They actually got a better picture of it. So the one that we're seeing is from uh, one of the passes of the Mars orbiter, our orbiter. And they got a second picture of it when it came around again, and it, a much more clear picture. It is an asymmetric smash. So it was coming in, it was supposed to be dropped straight down, and it came in at a very steep angle. And so they're thinking that maybe one of the fuel tanks actually exploded. Oof. So, sorry, ExoMars. Oh, yeah, no, look, according to that, yeah, the Nature Report says it thought it was above the surface. They don't know exactly why it thought it was above the surface, even though yeah. it was 1.25 miles above the surface. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Unit conversion error miles to inches. <laughs> There's a couple yeah, of zeros no. missing somewhere. Yeah, that that's not good. No. Yeah, yeah. No. Oh. Very sad. Mm-hmm. Very sad. So in other sad news... Twitter is trying to rebrand itself. Well, that's because Twitter is trying to find someone to buy it. Well, they were trying to find somebody to buy it, but it never really worked, mainly because, uh, according to most of the analysts, uh, Twitter's got a bad rap for Twitter trolls. Yeah. I mean, for goodness sakes, we got one running for president. Wow, Andy. Did you see the uh, the New York Times posted two, uh, a full two-page article that was just all of the uh, insults that Trump had posted on Twitter? I did not. Yeah, no, it was the New York Times. It was literally a, a full two pages of all of his, all the people he insulted on Twitter. Oh my God. 
<clears throat> okay, then. So, yeah, so Twitter, you know, was trying to sell people. Nobody really wanted to touch it because they say that the Twitter... Because it's toxic as hell. Yeah. So but, Twitter is trying to rebrand itself. But but they want to do it for the Vine. No, they, they got rid of Vine. I, I, I know. Vine is gone. the bad joke of my day. Yeah. Of, of the day? Of my day. I said oh, bad okay. joke of my day. All right. I mean, it's... Probably the bad joke of like your five minutes because I expect more. Oh, there's always going to be more. <laughs> right. So don't don't lie. Don't tell us that's the joke of the day. No, I said bad joke. Bad right. joke. The other ones oh, are so good all jokes. Your, all your other you jokes will be good about. jokes. Right. I, I see. So yeah. So they they are trying now since nobody wants to buy them. They're trying to rebrand themselves as the People's News Network. The the, the peen? I I don't know. Are they really? Did no one put that together? PNN? Yeah. The peen? I, I, I am, I am dumbfounded. Uh, I am absolutely dumbfounded at that. Okay. So they want to brand themselves as the People's News Network. Now, do they actually want to change their name and brand themselves no, like that? Or no, do they just the, want to the be brand, that? The brand name of Twitter is so, incredibly powerful. Yeah. So that's not going to change. This is going to change their idea of what Twitter is supposed to be about. And part of that is they're getting rid of Vine. Yeah. Which, to me, Vine kind of got supplanted by Instagram and Snapchat, especially, you know, Instagram is, what, 60-second video, Snapchat's got 10-second. Well, and Vine actually recently um, changed their timeline to 140 seconds. Oh, it's no longer a Vine. No. No, no. The whole point of Vine was six seconds. Like, it's like Twitter, right? 140 characters, which also has been changed. Yeah, and even now, with stuff like Facebook Live and a bunch of other things... It, yeah, it's an irrelevant video capture thing. Yeah, no, I've actually got. Did you guys hear who was interested in purchasing Vine? Who? Pornhub. Oh. And their their little tagline for it is six seconds is more than enough." You know, I can't fault them. Right. <laughs> but okay, so one of those things where it's like, oh, we want news here first. I'm sort of thinking like, well, that's no, that's what Twitter is. It's just the Twitter. Trolls is what the serious problem is. And, and casting it as a news agency is not going to help with that. No, no, it's not. Also, I mean, it's, I, I, have a, I have issues with Twitter trying to brand themselves as a news agency. That is absolutely not what, what they are. It's a social I'd media expect, site. I mean, let's be right. real. It's, it's different. I just, I, I can't even think of the last time I was actually on Twitter. I'm on I, it every day. What's there, there's a difference though between being on Twitter and using Twitter. What well, is the I'm last to think time of the you last read time it? I actually used Twitter? Right. Yes, I am on Twitter. I've got 576 tweets with 561 followers. Really? <laughs> what? How many of those are real people? I think a majority of them. Uh, just because I have 190 followers, but I also don't post. Uh, the nature of my work, I have to monitor everything that is possibly able to be monitored. No, I'm sorry. I hear there's a government agency that can do that for you. <laughs> the NSA? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, see, now that was a horrible joke. Yeah. No, um, it's just because public relations, public affairs, got to keep on top of everything that may be trending regarding your organization. It's just a nightmare sometimes. Oh, yeah, no, I, I our news guy at work has... So we've got we've got one of those 
five-digit text things where people can text something to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have that open. We have Twitter open, which is following the major, the local news and the national news. So we're following all of those. And we've got the TV on. Uh, sometimes we actually have all four of the local stations on as well, on another TV. So we're paying attention to all of those. And, you know, you're paying attention to Yahoo, MSN, all the other ones. It's just like... And then you've got your Facebook and yeah. your Instagram yeah. and everything else. It, it's a nightmare, the amount that you have to try and keep up with. And I'm one dude. Yeah. One person. It's... You're not bitter at all about this, are you? No! <laughs> I also love it when people are like, oh, but you just, you know, stare at Facebook all day. And you're just like... No. No. Oh, no. That's no, not I'm not, I'm not on works. Facebook all day. It's like, I see the other people on... That's that's part of the reason, though, is the fact that sometimes people, you know, who shouldn't be on Facebook are on Facebook. But I can't block Facebook at work because we need Facebook. <laughs> it's... I just... I'd have to start modifying individual host files and everything, and at that point, it's just too much effort. If I could get off of social media completely, I would. But I can't. I can't be that old of a curmudgeon yet. I can't be. Oh, there's a Scott Adams, uh, Doug Adams, not Scott Adams, Douglas Adams quote I just found out about uh, as far as technologies and age and and that it's uh, the the summary of it is is technologies when you're born are natural and just there technologies um when you're like 18 to 35 are new and exciting and then technologies after you're 35 new technologies are against the way of nature so we're getting up there guys we're getting really close to that point where new technology is just like well that's just newfangled garbage i'm so close <laughs> it's terrifying isn't it i'm the closest one in this group <laughs> That is is true, you damn youngin. Make me feel old. No, but I I, I do look at it this way. It's like I look at my parents, and for the most part, anything pre-2000, my dad is golden on. After that... Yeah. He he doesn't even have a smartphone. He still has a flip phone. Well, I also have a good friend who's like 26 who has a flip phone. Is this because he's poor? No, it is not because he's poor. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. (laughs) It's my first instinct. He he is a developer at a software company. He is not poor. He probably has much more money than I do. (laughs) Some people just like it because all it does is make phone calls. Yeah. Yeah. They have well, he does use it to text, but that's it. But you don't really need all that other stuff where you're just pretty much staring at your phone all the time because you're checking emails, you're checking this. Uh, I'm glad my work doesn't I, allow me to That's have why I phone. have my watch. I just have my watch, and that's where I stare at to get my emails and stuff. I, I can't even wear those into my building. Oh. Very secure building. Yes. <laughs> from From the sounds of it. So speaking of newfangled technology and problems, automated car washes and modern cars are having problems? Yeah. So think about modern cars and what they do. Mm-hmm. And they've got all this like collision avoidance and collision detection. Uh, it can't tell the difference between like one of those curtains that you go through in a car wash and uh, you know like a semi truck. Yeah, no, I can see that because it's just picturing there's something right in front of my car that's heading towards me. I should there's, probably there's stop. something that's right. There's something that's solid that's in front of me. I guess I should stop. 
And <laughs> the problem is you, you don't want to stop there. Yeah. So they're causing accidents. They're causing problems. Like, it's just, it's bad. So just as a, a kind of public safety advisory, if you have a car with safety features, put it in a mode where those features can't kick in. Well, I don't even know how you could turn those off. You might just have to manually wash your car. Well, have you actually driven one of the ones where the shifter is actually like a wheel on the dashboard? And if you turn the car off, it automatically goes to park. Oh, God. It is. I mean, I, I've got a wheel, the, but I have that. It's the weirdest thing ever. It's like, oh, I need to go to drive. What? What is this? This is... Uh, and this is Why the guy is who wheel? drives a manual transmission car. So, oh man, I feel really old right now. Well, it's really yep. funny is because some of the original hey guys, yeah, someone's hitting the boom. No, it's just just as a heads up. It's just floating there. Okay, well, someone was hitting something because I was getting a boom boom. It's probably me. Don't don't worry. Don't worry about it. <laughs> just just as a heads up. If you're like knocking your feet around, you might be hitting the mic. Okay. I'm sorry, Andy. You were saying something. It'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah. No. My my Prius has. It's not a dial shifter, but it's like a joystick shifter. Yeah. No. The original automatic transmissions were like that before the actual like gear shifter. Mm-hmm. Some of the early cars had little things like off to the side that you would actually have like a dial or like a little tiny one that would actually you know manually change the the shifting on there. So it's kind of funny that we're kind of almost going full circle now back to those original automatic transmissions. But I I love this manual here that the the BMW has a sub in the manual entitled Before Driving Into a Car Wash on page 73. The section jumps numbered instructions to page 242, but by the time you hit instruction 3, you're instructed to flip back to page 77 to deactivate automatic hold braking and then back to 242 for the remaining two steps, which I have a feeling a BMW owner is not going to notice that before they go into a car wash. So there's going to be him no. waiting to go into the car wash. There's going to be a dozen people behind him, you know, waiting I mean, to go into the car wash. And he's going to be sitting there flipping through the I would the not manual. expect to have to check my owner's manual before taking my car into a car wash. This is ridiculous, though. <laughs> I could also see, like, a lot of danger of that in the future. Uh, if, for instance, auto manufacturers said, like, well, fine, we'll just give the car washes some way to turn off all the safety features. Because that could be used, like, you know, kind of maliciously. <laughs> Or you get, uh, like, a branded thing on the car wash where, you know, BMW says, like, these car washes are approved for use with the BMW 740i series. And these car washes, you know, are approved <laughs> yeah, for your but, Mini Cooper. But how are they approved? Like, what? There, there'd have to be some mechanism to turn off all the safety features. Or these things are built so that they can actually, you don't have to turn off the safety features. They're designed to be so able to be used without. We have to re- completely redesign car washes now. Yeah, I, I think. I think it should go back to, you know, a bucket, a, a rag, a and a sponge. And, and God, you are old. And a hose. I mean, it would work. Or if you get one of those, like, wavy sprinklers, you could just have that going. You do realize that, like, most cars exist in the city, right? Where, where like, not everyone has a hose or even a place where they could do this. Okay, so you have one of those self-washing. Those self-washing car bays have now just come back into style. Ah. Yeah, you pull so like in. like I park the car and it just... You put your coins in, you, you know, spray it down with the soap, you spray it down with water, you drive out. But you have to dry it yourself. Uh, that's the worst part. Can't I just air dry it by driving? You could, but then you'll have spots. Mm-hmm. Not if I drive fast enough. <laughs> if you're in a city, how fast are you really going to be going? <laughs> yes. Please don't go 70 down the middle of downtown. But it's so fun. <laughs> 70 down State Street. Yeah, that's that's not going to work so well. 
I mean, it really just boils All down right. to just picking the car for the car wash. If you are got a newer car that has all these crazy safety sensors, just go to one where you wash it yourself. If it doesn't, go through the one that does the little rollers and hits your whole entire car for you. I'm just waiting for one of these things to, like, for the car to freak out and then have, like, the airbags deploy while you're in the car wash. Oh, no. Oh, that would be a terrible thing. Or it turns on, like, the parallel park mode unintentionally, so it starts trying to parallel park, <laughs> park while, while you're in the, the car, car wash. wash. Oh. Well, the, the nice thing about that is it wouldn't find any place to park. That is true. It would just be like, nope, there's no place to park here. I don't see a gap. I don't see a gap. I don't see a gap. <laughs> So speaking of autonomous vehicles, we can actually segue out of this one. What, the Uber Auto? Yes. Uber, if you don't know, has uh, owns a company called Auto, which handles retrofitting semi-trucks to be autonomous vehicles. Yes. And recently, they actually had an auto deliver a commercial shipment. They went on a beer run, dude. <laughs> 2,000 cases of Budweiser is what the auto delivered between Fort Collins, Colorado, and Colorado Springs. Okay, so considering and Colorado was... Springs has one of the lar- a fairly large military base there, they just the base just wanted their beer. That's yeah, yeah. That that's uh where the Air Force Academy is, right? Um, it's Fort uh, Carson, Colorado. It's an army Which base, is but they also just have outside of Colorado base. Springs. Yeah, they have a bunch of bases out there. There's like... NORADs out there as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so they they wanted booze. Yeah, that's just my um, theory. On I mean, it. this this is this is a pretty like important event. This is one of the largest industries in the country is is delivering things, and so if these trucks are at the point where they can do this, that's huge. Yeah, granted though, um, this took weeks um, for them to actually get to go one hundred twenty miles. Yeah. Well, what what part of it took weeks? Um, the, okay, I see the so actual here, drive. Here I'll read the. I'll read the there's a to prepare for the beer run. Auto sent some of its trucks and a team to Colorado to start mapping the roads for the truck a few weeks ago. Eventually, Auto started adding dummy trailers, eventually filling them with dummy beer, which I'm guessing might be water or Budweiser. You can't tell the difference. To understand how the trucks Ooh. would react when it was fully loaded. The company spent weeks studying the traffic patterns and landscape before deciding that 1 a.m. was the best time to run the shipment. Now, we do have to say, yeah, though, but- that this was not entirely self-driving the whole way. There was a driver who had to be there to help the truck get on and off the interstate and also drive it in the city. So this was 120 miles, 90, probably 98% of it was highway driving, but there was still a human on either end because it didn't want, they didn't want to deal with the city streets. But still having the ability for the semi to drive longer distances on the road without having to be manned and can navigate. Yeah. Now, it's doing it in the middle of the night when there's no traffic on the road anyway, so... But think about this. So this was a level three. Yes. I think. That's harsh. I gotta, I've gotta remember all these levels. Level zero is none. Yes. Level five level one is, is like adaptive cruise control. Uh, level two is the system can can do moving and braking and steering, but the driver needs to worry about things like obstacles. Uh, three is the 
driver can stop paying attention. Four is the driver is there for like emergencies. And five is the driver doesn't need to do anything. So um, I'm guessing on the highway, the driver wasn't even there. The driver was in the back seat. So there was nobody actually anywhere near the controls. So, oh God, could you imagine being that person and being told, all right, you're a truck driver, sit here and don't drive until, you know, it's your exit and then climb to the driver's seat and then get off the highway. And then, well, that's what you could do now. You could just tell the, the, you get your, get your local driver to drive it to some Mm -hmm. carpool lot, get out. It does its thing to get on the highway, which probably is, you know, like turning a corner. It gets on the highway, drives to another car port lot, carpool lot, at its other destination, wherever that could be. You get your local driver to pick it up and drive it to wherever it needs to go. Because majority of the mm-hmm. semi-truck drivers is all highway driving. It's just well, that. Well, but then you've got the owner-operators. Oh, yeah. Because they're not going to want to give up their own they're truck. Their own rig. Because yeah. my, my uncle and my aunt actually are truck drivers. Oh, really? Yeah, so they drive all over the country. They actually gave me a more efficient route to go from Massachusetts back down to North Carolina when we were coming back from a family reunion. So I think they would have an issue with it, but it might be helpful for them just trying to get from point A to point B. That way they don't really have to do as much planning as they do. That's, yeah, it's the, the GPS and the computers would handle all the rest of this stuff there. Mm-hmm. I think, how would that affect the, the hours? Like, isn't there like a max hours behind the wheel that you're supposed to have every 24 hours? Yeah, yeah there's, there's a legal limit and there's the limit that everyone actually uses. And then there's a team limit yeah. where... Yeah, a pair of drivers... Because so. I, I always like, you know, autonomous cars are sexy, hence, you know, the, the Teslas and everything else like that. But this is where autonomous vehicles... Autonomous trucks be. is where it's at. Yeah, the semi-trucks yeah. is where it's And it's also where it's going to show up, I, I think, predominantly first, because it's going to be so much cheaper once these are, are at level five that it's just ridiculous. Well, it's, But it's also going to put a lot of people out of a job. I, I look at it this way. Now, level five is good in theory, but people are horrible human beings, and horrible human beings uh-huh. like to take things from people. You have no driver. You have no way of having that vehicle not be robbed. Oh, you're, you're thinking of it from the safety aspect of, like, someone hijacking a truck. Yeah, because, oh, yeah, the truck's making it to wherever it needs to go, but where are all its goods when it was stopped at a way station? Or, you know, there was an accident on the highway, so it stops because there's an accident, and that's what it's taught to do. And then, uh, and then someone just jumps up, clips the thing, grabs everything that they can grab, yep. closes it back down. and Yeah, but what, what stops that from happening right now? The, the driver? Cause yeah, the driver's... It, I mean, if, if I were a driver and I pulled up to an accident in a truck, I'd pull up and I'd stop and wait. Yes, but you'd, wait. Be, you'd be there and aware. If the truck's by itself, would I the, like assume it's not by itself? Assume it's in traffic. Would I? I don't know. I, I I honestly do not know how aware of their cargoes truck drivers are. What's well, their livelihood? Of course, they're aware. They're of very aware. <laughs> okay, but like there are cameras in the back. See, and I, I'm not a truck driver, but every container, right. like... I, I have no idea. Like, so, I don't know how hard it is for someone to currently sneak up onto a truck and, like, open the back and, and take things out. I don't know. But, I mean, I, I look at it as that's a potential thing there, or someone could just imagine hitchhikers or just vagabonds just climbing onto these trucks to get somewhere. <laughs> just and then also it's like a weird <laughs> Mad Max scenario where people are hanging on to... Uh, like, just hanging on to trucks. 
yeah. to get from town uh, to town. It's yeah. like hobos in the old train system. It's just Only like, it's the truck system. Yeah, it's the truck system. But that throws off the weight, so when they're going through the weight things, then all of a sudden... Uh, <laughs> Where's this extra 250 like, pounds? Why, why are you carrying an extra 1,000 pounds as a family of four is trying just to get from, you know, Detroit to... Chicago. Tucson, Arizona. Or Arizona, yeah. Yeah. Well, in, in the short term, I can definitely get behind that as a concern. In the long term, as more of this stuff gets automated, you wouldn't have to jump on a truck because the buses will be automated. You just take the bus. It would be so cheap because they don't have to pay for the driver. Truck is free. Bus costs money. Point. Bus is safer. <laughs> yes, but you can't beat free. You, you, you can when, like, X number of people who attempt this die versus X number of people who attempt this don't die. Well, I mean, if you look at, again... Andy, Andy, wait, wait. Andy, do you pay for your water? Yes. Do you know that there's free water? From where? The stream. What stream? There's there's rivers and streams in Portage. Yes, yes, there are. That's why there's a lake. Portage. Right. So why do you pay for water? Because I would have to go out to the streams and get it. But it's free. It's pseudo free. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not really seeing your correlation you're, on this one. You're paying for the convenience. You're paying for the safety. Oh, so I don't know. If I pull from the stream water, I don't know. You know, if it's south of the paper mill, which is actually a super fun site here in Kalamazoo. Fun fact. Right. You don't know what's in the stream. Yeah. You don't know if it's dangerous. You're paying for the convenience and you're paying for the safety. Have we so really discussed I, the I, economics I think, of being a hobo right now? Is that what we're doing? We are. We absolutely are. Uh, we can change topics, though. What else do we have? Uh, we have, like, three major events this last week. Yeah, I'm sitting there thinking, like, Apple had an them. event, Microsoft had an event, Tesla had an event. Evolve is no longer creating And we're sitting here talking game. about being a hobo. Yeah. Uh, Evolve... The, the devs have stopped working on it. They said, like, we're just losing money. So this is a free-to-play experiment that failed miserably. Which is weird, because normally the free-to-play stuff actually works, but... Yeah, well, it jumped from, like, 300 users to a million users, but it's free-to-play. So they aren't selling shit, and so they're not making money. Yeah, the scalability, I'm guessing, probably just killed it. I don't know. It's too bad, because, like, I think I purchased that game and have never played it. <laughs> Welcome to most of my Steam library. Yeah, but this was a big game. I don't want anyone to ever look at my Steam. They'd see Enter the Gundren and the Binding of Isaac Rebirth. That's and that's it. See. That's yeah. No, that's I tried. I looked at your Steam. I've thought about. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna get Jake for Christmas. Let me look at his Steam playlist, and I'm like, huh? Two games. My defense. I've always right. got Have every achievement in the Binding of Isaac. Holy crap! I would have, like, broken, like, laptops and controllers and... No, just patience. Lots of patience. Lots of it. I think I own that, but never played it. Is it good? Uh, if you like roguelites, and um, it's basically set up like you're doing the Zelda 1 dungeons, where they're just randomly generated maps and you have to move around and kill enemies to move to the next room. And you get different items that affect your bullets and your stats and all that. It's just fun. Okay. Some items are but good. But Binding of Isaac, not Enter the Gungeon, right? Yeah, Binding of Isaac, um, Rebirth. Now, Enter the Gungeon is a bullet hell roguelike that is just really hard. I have not yep. gotten far. I have both those games. I have played a combined collective 15 minutes. Uh, I have... <laughs> a combined 15 minutes? <laughs> I, I have Between the two games. Oh, almost 500 hours in the Binding of Isaac Rebirth. Holy crap. Yeah. Well, okay then. Uh, Apple or Microsoft? 
Apple, we should probably hit at Apple. least one of these. All right. Why? Okay, fine. Apple had a MacBook event. Yeah. Ooh. Where I say that they took an iPhone and decided to squish it. Make it bigger. Put it at the top of their keyboard and say, hey, look, we added this cool new touch bar at the top of your keyboard. Instead of having all your function keys, it interacts with whatever's on your screen. Isn't this cool? And then you say, Razer did that four years ago on the PC. And then I say, I don't really care about that. <laughs> I just want to know, does it actually still have USB 2 or USB 3 ports? Uh, It has USB-C and Thunderbolt. So if I wanted to plug my iPhone into my MacBook, I would need dongles? Buy the adapter. Okay, so... New MacBook Pro. There's also no MagSafe anymore? Tech specs. Nope, they got rid of a bunch of stuff. Basically, they tried to make it thin. There's also a new Mac, uh, no new MacBook Air. Well, that's okay, because the new MacBook Pro isn't their version that's actually smaller than the MacBook Air. Yeah, which means the MacBook Air is probably going to disappear. Okay. I had a MacBook Air once. How was it? Well, it stopped actually engaging its motherboard. Oh, oh that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. What happened to Apple's vaulted like customer service? Oh, no, I bought this thing um, as, like, an open-box item. I didn't pay a lot for it. It was just so I could have a quick, easy laptop for travel when I was trying to do my um, homework. Then I okay. ended up buying a MacBook Pro, and I'm just... Well, the cheapest MacBook Pro that they announced is the 13-inch, and that is $1,500. The 15-inch MacBook Pro is 2400 I do have to say, I do like that whole uh, the 5K monitor, though. That one actually looks kind of nice. I, I, don't, I don't know. 5K I mean, display? That, 4K is still Apple, quite a lot. Apple does good displays. I can definitely Apple has that. done good displays. Apple has certainly created good displays, and they've certainly helped push the envelope of display technology. Yes. I will not doubt that. I will not argue against that. That is true. They also just, I mean, yeah. Are they the ones building their display? Um, no, they're partnering with LG for those displays. Right. So Apple doesn't make good displays. LG makes good displays. Apple just, you know, gives them the nice requirements. Right. And then makes you pay for them. Um, cool. So here's Anything my question, though, is how, how, with this MacBook Pro, if there are no function keys, how would I reload a web page during a woot-off? Control-R? Or, sorry, not Control. Apple-R? Oh, is Apple-R reload? You mean Command? Yeah, so is Control-R. Command. Is that a Command-R? I'm, well, he's standing I, I don't in front use... of a, a, an Apple laptop, so I feel like I would judge. <laughs> I don't use Apple products, so I don't... I vaguely remember there's some other key. It's the little, like, it's, clover it's, leaf it's thing. It's command. It's command? Yes. Okay. Yeah, command R would reload it. That's also, refreshed. when you have a web page loaded, that, that little bar at the top of the keyboard, whatever, what did they name it? The, the bar is called the Just touch, a touch bar? Touch bar, yes. Okay, so that the, makes sense. The touch bar would have, like, forward, backward, reload, whatever else developers decide to write for it. The thing is, like, for to, to support that, people will have to develop it, right? It's not going to intuitively figure out what to put there. No, they, it, it has to be app-specific, which it was nice when I was looking at the, the final cut pro demo where he actually has the timeline right there 
Mm-hmm. That's really nice. So I can actually just because that, that removes something that would take up screen real estate for it and just puts it on on that bar, and it's it's yeah. perfect for it. Look, I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to trash it. Like Apple actually made a, a good decision by doing it. I will point out it's not. Uh, it, it's not the like innovative new. Oh my god, amazing thing that they're claiming it is. A lot of other companies have done things like this before. Oh yeah, before. no, the, the Razer now, keyboard. It'll probably be successful. It'll probably be most successful on Apple because they are a, a, a kind of one of the key players, right? Yes. How many people have a Razer keyboard? Not that many. How many people have the Razer Blade laptop? Even fewer. Yeah. And so developers aren't going to make things that use that. With Apple, they absolutely will make uh, kind of changes to the software that use that. I uh, my my favorite though, my favorite bit from the, the keynote or the event or whatever you want to call it was the fact that there was an Apple TV app named TV. So you plug your Apple TV into a TV, and then you open up the TV app on your Apple TV to watch TV through on your TV through the Apple TV. Does anybody else think that's I, a? It's it, that hurt my head. But that's what you have to I'm do, trying to right? Process it. Which which is which? Which it's a brilliant idea. It's one of those things where it keeps track of all your shows you watch across all the apps available on Apple TV. It's a brilliant idea. It's one of those things that I always wish we had. Just you know, having to bounce between Amazon Instant or Amazon Prime Video and Netflix. This app will you know combine the two of them and say, oh, if you want to watch this, okay, we're going to go through your Netflix. Oh, if you want to watch this, okay, we'll go through Amazon. If you want to watch this, okay, we'll go through iTunes. It's a brilliant idea. It's just, why'd they name it TV? Because they could. Uh, you know, TV is a thing. Yes, I know, TV is a thing, but that's just, why, why'd you have to name it that? I don't know. Why is Samsung hoping to name something that not Note? That, that one was kind of surprised that, Dave. Did we ever talk Are about they deciding if they were going to keep the Note name or not? Uh, not as part of the bet, no. Oh, because according to Samsung in South Korea, um, you can they're offering owners of the Galaxy Note 7 the ability to upgrade to a Galaxy S8 or Note 8 device next year if they trade in their Note 7 for a Galaxy S7 now. Okay. So that means that they are keeping what I consider a very yeah. toxic and explosive name in the future. <laughs> the the note? Yeah. I mean they had six generations of it not exploding. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the Note 8. One out of eight chance of exploding? <laughs> no! Come on! It's not that I the the biggest problem with the Note Seven was that they don't know why it was exploding. Yes, right. It's very similar to Soylent. It's very similar to the whole. Oh, issue so of the, like with the, the Samsung the Note Seven is the Soylent bar of cell phones. Right. Sure, we'll go with that. But. As I said, I feel like there's going to be a lot of hesitation on the 8. I think it's going to take until, like, the 9 or the 10 for it to really pick back up. I think 8 sales are going to be weighed down. I also think they're going to delay it. We have a bet on that. But, yeah, I, I, I think giving up the the note would be bad for them. I think it would be worse. I, it's, it's just such a toxic name right now. Granted, most people will probably not think about the Note 7 and just think about the Galaxy 7 and just think the Galaxy is a bad name. That's what right. I'm just thinking of like average Joe consumer. When they and think the average Galaxy, Joe consumer doesn't yeah, care. Samsung Galaxy, they'll think of exploding cell phones, even though it's not the Galaxy 7 that's yeah. exploding. So maybe, average maybe, Joe is, is going to be like, wait, didn't smartphones explode last year? Yeah. 
you have to remember, you and I have very, very, very different views of the industry than most people. It'd be interesting if I go to work on money, just ask people, when I say Samsung Galaxy, what do you think of? If they're just going to think of... <laughs> exploding phones? Exploding phones. Or if you just say, if I think, if I say Samsung cell phone, what do you think of? Yeah, or the, if I say the Samsung Galaxy Note, what do you think of on that one? Sort of thing there. I, you're, you're right. Maybe most people are actually just not going to associate that specific niche. They're just going to be like, oh, look, Samsung came out with a new Note. It's the Note 8. It's not going to blow up. That's their new slogan. No blow up phone. <laughs> this phone won't blow up. This phone will not melt in your pocket. We're like now, the reverse if the and M. Also, start exploding. Then they're in deep shit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what like, I'm saying. The next is is two or three eights that go boom, and they're they're shit out of luck. But, but there's always going to be those people who want to get their moment of fame and throw out a phone that say, "Oh, look, my Samsung S8 blew up. Oh my goodness." When in reality, they yeah. just put it in the microwave because they thought it would charge it faster. <laughs> Have you seen the, the, the photos and videos of people who put their phones in the microwave? I, I can't believe people who would do that. Oh. Lithium-ion batteries in a microwave is pretty interesting. So bad. So bad. Just go search lithium battery microwave and go look for GIF. No, no, I'm, I'm good. I, I, I know what happens. I'm, I'm good right now. So do, do you want to talk about Microsoft's really? Apple product? Wait, what? <laughs> well, the Microsoft Surface Studio looks like a freaking Apple product. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's even got like a little dial and everything. It's just... Yeah, it did look kind of Apple-ish. So Microsoft had a whole Surface event where they, they kicked it off by talking about how the next version of Windows 10 is coming out. The the creative or creators update, whatever they're calling it. Some stupid shit like that. Yeah, It's essentially the Windows 10.1. Right, it's the update the same way they updated Windows 8 with Windows 8.1. They're like, okay, we fixed everything that people hated about it. Sorry about that. Here's the update. And it's a free update. If you have Windows 10, Windows 10 creators will be free. Uh, and it's it's kind of interesting. It's got a big focus on 3D and a big focus on augmented reality. Well, yeah, because they want to push their HoloLens, that's for certain. Yeah, and a really big push on, um, I guess, continuity. Right, They showed off a bunch of different products, but through the entire thing, they kept using the same demo piece. They kept using the same uh, 3D sketch that someone had made. Yeah. I just love how Engadget, because they talked about, you know, the Surface Studios for creative people and that sort of thing, and the, the dial and all the other stuff is for the creative type. So I love how Engadget actually went to talk to a bunch of quote-unquote creative people. And yeah. most of them are like, eh. It remains to be seen. It's it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I work with a I do like that Engadget made a, like, summary. So the whole event was, like, an hour and a half, but yeah. Engadget condensed it down to ten minutes. Well, that's what I love when people are doing that now, because there's a lot of stuff there you're like, okay, yes, no, I see that you're doing a little demo. Just tell me what the demo is trying to prove. Yeah. And move on. Like, a lot of the people I work with are in the creative field. I mean, we have a video department, we have a graphics department, and all that stuff. And I'm that guy who's like, I have to be a jack of all trades. But um, stay someone hitting the microphone. I think it's because it's connected to the table. And I just happen to tap the table. It's not. It's not going to yep. kill you, Dave. It's not going to kill you. No, well, it's going to be me trying to. I don't care. Edit out. That's I don't care. Be. I'm just trying to save Andy some work later. That or I'll just won't do any work to it at all. 
Just leave the leave the J kids right. the table things in there. Anyway, yeah. So some of them like working on Macs because that's what they've always worked on. Some of them like working on Windows machines just because that's what they've always worked on. Whether or not this new stuff that they're coming out with will be appealing, it depends on what the content creator prefers to work on. So it's really just like. Eh. Yeah, no, right. I I have to because we do video editing at work for some of our online streams, and it's like. One of the guys is like, well, I want a MacBook so I can, you know, use Final Cut Pro. And we're like, no, <laughs> you're going to get a Dell, laf- Dell laptop because that's what we get for everybody. You're not going to be special. And then he goes, talks to his boss and his boss is like, no, you're getting a Dell laptop. We'll get you Premiere Pro. And that's what you're going to use. But I know Macs and, and Final Cut. Yeah, no, it's just the amount of people who do video editing on Final Cut. Apple was smart, giving that to schools to use. Yep. That was, that's what was smart. Is I learned on Avid, so... Oh, third party coming out, the dark horse. It's not really a dark horse. I no. learned on Avid. I know. They, they were the powerhouse. They still kind of are the yeah, powerhouse. Oh, yeah, no, most of post-production in... In Hollywood, it's done on Avid machines. Yeah. 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 So everything else to me is just like, wow, this is a really shitty Avid. <laughs> yeah, no, when I was working at ZZM up uh, as an intern, God, has that been three years now? I think Possibly. it's been three years. Damn, three years. Um, the first day I was there, we were tearing out the entire newsroom and then installing, you know, Avid suites in all the, the post-production areas. And I'm just sitting there going like, oh, this is like a weird version of Final Cut. Okay. <laughs> And people who've worked with Avid like Avid. Yeah. People, people who've, who've never with... done it hate it so much because I'm just like, look, it's got a limited timeline and I like that. Yeah. It's, so it's like it's, Vim. It's, it's the same thing with radio. You have the Enco people, you have the next gen people, you have the wide orbit people. It's it's all those things where it's everybody loves the thing that they what knew they how to use. Yeah, and uh, oh yeah, I didn't even talk about Rivendale either. That one's another. That's another dark horse in the automation industry. Well, what was the one yeah. we used in Korea? Can't even remember. Mm. It was annoying though. <laughs> it would always go down. Uh-huh. Audio Vault. That would be the one. It's the oh! latest Audio Vault. Oh, I'm so sorry. Wow. Yeah. Out nowhere. <laughs> oh, that thing was garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it this way. We Andy? used to have Audio Vault. Now we don't. Andy? Yes? Uh, you have a link here to a paywall. I do? Which one? Yes, you do. Financial Times. Oh. Ripples it wasn't a paywall for me when I posted it this morning. I, I just figured, you know, to read. renewables and coal. I just oh, did. it's just saying that, oh my gosh, it's a paywall now. What the frack? <laughs> do, you, do you want to talk about it, or should we just... Well, we, uh, it's just saying that, you know... move on, yeah. yeah. Tesla had their event. We could talk about that one. That was power-related. All right. Um, what did Tesla's event have to say? Uh, well, they introduced a new version of the Powerwall. It's smaller and holds... Battery that's, like, back-ordered for three years or something? Yes. There's there's a new version coming out, Powerwall 2. Um, so it's double the capacity of the previous version, and it's smaller in size. Nice. So, smaller, um, more I, I would be a little concerned, because as Samsung has learned, <laughs> when you make these batteries smaller but put more into them, they are more likely to explode. Well, I mean, Tesla did have its first self-driving car that never crashed into anything at all, ever. You know, yeah, get the crash. Wait, but what about the one... Oh, you were you were being yeah. sarcastic. Okay. So, there's, they announced uh, a new Powerwall, and then they, um, they held an event at Universal Studios on the set of Desperate Housewives. So, 
So it was on Wisteria Lane, and people, you know, couldn't figure out what was going on because uh, they were announcing new solar cells. The solar cell is the actual roof on the houses that everybody was standing around. So nobody even knew oh. that, you know, they were surrounded by houses covered with solar cells, but they were. Why did they pick Desperate Housewives? I don't know. It was Universal Studios. They needed a set of some kind, so they had a bunch of houses all around, so they, they put okay. solar cells on the roofs. These things have... It's kind of like your privacy screen on your laptop or, you know, if you're staring right at it, it's you can see through the screen, but if you're off on an angle, you can't see it. It's the same thing with these solar panel cells. I think that's a great idea. I mean, I'm all about solar power for a house just as, like, the backup. Oh, yeah. So Yeah, no, it's the problem is we have a giant-ass oak tree over our house. Yeah. <laughs> on the south side, too, so I can't even, you know, I'm, I'm hosed. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I could put solar on mine. I think I've got... Because the, the front of the house is a southern exposure. Yeah. Which... So we've got a, a fair amount. The problem is... I, I have to explain this to some people actually just this week. Where I live, in the winter, it is actually really, really sunny. Like, incredibly sunny. Because it gets so cold, there just aren't clouds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's only sunny for like four hours a day. Yeah, but your efficiency in your solar cells will go through the roof during colder temperatures. Yeah, but for like four hours a day. Well, and that's why, again, as a backup, not as a primary no, source yeah. of power. I mean, yeah, it's like having a backup generator connected to your house so you can actually have that little bit of buffer room in case the power goes out. I mean, Heck, Hurricane Matthew was a thing, and it took out a lot of people in Fayetteville. And the people who had generators fared a lot better than those who didn't. So Going to be without power for some time. Uh, Some people had it pretty bad, but I mean, I just look at it as a backup power supply or a supplemental one so my energy bill isn't as high. That's, That's how I look at it. Didn't Tesla put out, like, a solar calculator, or was that Google? Google had one that you would do on uh, Google Maps. Like, you put in your address, and it would be like, okay, uh, here's how much solar you'd get, and here's the recommendations, and here's et cetera, et cetera. Gotcha, okay. I knew I had done that on our house, and it was just like, nope. But yeah, no, so these new panels uh, are supposedly uh, last two or three times the longevity of regular asphalt uh, shingles. So for that's what, like 50 to 75 years for a roof now? Um, something like that. I mean... Wait, these things would last 50 years? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, normal roofs only last 10. Oh, I thought it was normally like roofs can do 20. Well... It really depends on where you are. Yeah, where you are. Like, like, yeah. Where you are and what materials you use. But yeah, 10 to 20 years. Yeah. So, I mean, but these, since they are basically power cells that aren't wood or the like that would absorb water or anything like that. That's crazy. It would last. And they are glass, so everything would just kind of slide off them. Yeah. So. And Unless, you know, it hails, in which case you have problems. Well. Well, they, that was actually part of the concern, and so they were actually showing uh, drop tests with the these panels, and they were actually working, they were surviving better than other types of shingles. Neat. So, I, I look at it as so how much, like, how much would this set me back between the uh, solar roof and a power wall? That's the thing. He didn't actually talk about... Well, they said the, the new... Powerwall 2 was $5,500. Yes. So, okay, so yeah, the new Powerwall 2 oh, actually Lord. had a price. These roofs, they said that he didn't actually give an actual price of this. 
but he said it was going to be cheaper than a roof plus electricity or something like that, which that's a uh, that's a very oddly specific way of saying something that you don't actually want to say. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's going to be cheaper than if you did them independently. Yes. Well, and I think... Well, I, I hope so, because otherwise I'll just do them independently. Well, and I think he's pricing it along the lines of, like, the ceramic shingles or the clay tiles that some houses, depending on the region, have. And I think they're going to have to look at places that are in a little bit colder areas because of the harsher weather or the stuff that's further south, like down or on the coast, like in Florida, then has to be more wind-tested and um, moisture-dependent because doing it stuff in, you know, California, the weather's practically the same all the time. That's how you kill a conversation, ladies and gentlemen. Well, no, I'm just trying yeah. to use this stupid. That's it's not the. I'm trying to find that solar roof calculator thing again, but I can't. So. Well, it was only in certain areas, anyway. But how about just typing in uh, solar-estimate.org? Estimate my system. Is that what it is? Or solar roof calculator. Appspot.com. Yeah, but I'm looking for the one that's actually like the Google Maps overlay. Where it can actually estimate the size of your roof from your Google Maps picture. Anyway, um, we should probably hit the randoms because we're at that point at least, if not more. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're way past that. Yeah. I show up and things go to hell. Well, yep. that normally happens is it goes long when there's a third person. So I normally try and keep it short. But then I was actually, you know, into the conversation. Sometimes that doesn't happen with Dave. Hey, now. So be nice, um, Dave. Uh, it, it, it is your random review. Oh my! Do we do we actually have time for a random review, or do we want to just push that and we'll do a, a double review next week? We we could do that, especially since I've only got eleven hours into Civ Six. <laughs> only eleven oh, hours. Wasn't going to spoilers. Only eleven hours. All right, we'll do we'll do the uh, the review of Civ Six next week. Andy and I will both do it. All right, and then we'll get back to our normal review schedule after that. Yeah. Random topic, however, random topic, we however, definitely will hit. We definitely yes must hit that. The random topic rolled ahead of time. Who would you rather be your boss, Magneto or Lex Luthor? Lex Luthor, Magneto. Are you saying that because you believe it or saying that just to be different? Now, seeing how Lex Luthor's prime thing is that he just doesn't like Superman. Like, that's his whole platform. Where LexCorp does a lot of good things, they have a lot of great technologies, but the prime mission of Lex Luthor is to destroy Superman. Magneto just okay. hates everybody. No, no, See, he, hates, he hates humans. Mutants yeah. are okay. Right. So, if, so I, I'm, if not I'm a working for Magneto, I'm good. Not gonna die. No, if you're working for Magneto, you're expendable. You're a human. It's, it is actually, a, it's a surprisingly deep question because they have absolutely 100% opposite ideologies. Lex Luthor, yes, would like to destroy Superman. That is his primary goal. But it's because he's convinced about the superiority of humans in general. Whereas Magneto is convinced of the inferior, inferiority of humans and the superiority of mutants. I've, I'm going to actually go with Lex Luthor, not because of who they are, but actual, like, corporate structure. Magneto is just an asshole. He's, he's not a business No, owner. Magneto is not a business guy. He's, I feel he's, like... He's, he's just a supervillain. He Luthor Corps is, boss. like, a really successful organization. Yeah, no, Lex Corp is massive. Get stock options. <laughs> I could get health benefits, time, paid vacation. <laughs> like, it's an actual company. I wouldn't die. <laughs> well... 
okay, so now now I feel like I would have to go through the Superman comics because Superman doesn't really kill anybody, does he? No, but you have to also think of uh, yeah, the only in the uh, like injustice, really weird, it, like non our universe Superman. Okay, yeah, but the thing with Superman is the collateral damage that LexCorp usually ends up having to fix. That is true. There is a <laughs> like I've seen the Superman movies. There's collateral damage. But, but LexCorp always pays for it. Yeah, LexCorp does help pay for. It. I mean, so in a business sense, yes. Lex How many makes national more landmarks sense. has Magneto destroyed? God, there's and I bet you he didn't pay for it. No, no, he doesn't pay for it. He just do, he just does his damage and then leaves. Yeah. Normally, it's what the X. I'm trying to think of other times where it's been. Has the X Men tried to clean up stuff? No. I mean, it's it's always just glossed over. Yeah. They never talk about it. No. I mean, but then that's also kind of asking which universe do you want to live in, the Marvel or the DC? That is true. True. I'm a more of a Marvel fan than a DC fan. I I agree with that. Like, I am much more a Marvel fan, but I'd much rather work for Lex Luthor as part of LexCorp than work for Magneto. I feel like Magneto, you'd be working in some, like, cave somewhere in, like... Well, Magneto... The other part of that is, if you're working for Magneto, you are almost certainly working, like, for his own personal goals. Yes. If you're working for LexCorp, you can just be, like, a data entry analysis. Like, you, you just do shit. You have a job. Okay, you guys have swayed my vote. I'll go with Lex Luthor. But Woo! I still think Magneto would be a viable option, depending... If you're a mutant. I mean, if you're a mutant, that's, like, guaranteed you will survive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, if, if you're a mutant, absolutely, 100% Magneto. And by having hazel eyes, you're a mutant, I'm a mutant. For Lex. Boom. Wait, how Living. are you a mutant Boom. by having hazel eyes? <laughs> Boom. I don't think that's... Well, I guess, of course, it's a genetic mutation. I'm pretty sure that doesn't count, Jake. <laughs> uh, apples and oranges, guys. I'm left-handed. If there's anybody who's got some weird wiring... <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that either of those count, actually. Uh, but no, if, if you Third are nipple. a mutant... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that's, just a, that's just a physical deformity, not a mutation. So you're say, saying that deformities aren't mutations, Dave? Uh, depending on the deformity. H- how would you explain that to the thing? To the thing? Mm-hmm. Like the Fantastic Four is the thing? Yeah. That's not a mutation. That was cosmic rays. Of course that's mutation. No, they aren't mutants. It's it's a different... In, even in the Marvel Universe, they are not mutants. I'm going to have to... You know what I'm gonna have to do? I'm gonna go look. I'm gonna contact Chad and we'll let him. What, what about the Incredible Hulk? Uh, again, not a mutant. How is he not a mutant? I because Marvel's definition of mutant is really weird. Spider-Man. Not a mutant. Mutants in the Marvel universe are people who have the X gene. That that is true. Yes, you are correct. So by by Marvel's definition of the word mutant. Uh, Chad is also currently at Home Depot right now, according to his Facebook page. So I'm not gonna bug him on this. What? At the Home Depot. Yeah, second visit today, according to his Facebook post. Man, he must be. Are you creeping on? Who is this? Your your boss? No, Chad. He's according to Kate. He's like the he's somewhat version of me, but he's more comic intensive. Like he's currently wearing a brand new Spider-Man T-shirt. You know what he is currently wearing? That is a little creepy, Andy. He's got it on his Facebook page. He posted. He's like, hey, new Spider-Man T-shirt and working on stuff at home. Win. That was his Facebook post. So I'm like, okay, new Spider. Spider-Man t-shirt, sweet. All right, then. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm going to go with the actual company rather than the, the supervillain. Then the supervillain. I mean, they're both supervillains, yes. but at least one actually has a legitimate, a legitimate job. But, but Magneto, 
he he survived, you know, the Holocaust. Yeah. So he's seen some okay. Tr- has some interesting stories. <laughs> that, is, that is true. If you wanted to have sit down and have a beer with one and of like, the two of them, I guess Lex Luthor is is essentially Donald Trump. Okay, but I'd still prefer to work for Lex Luthor. He seems like Donald Trump, but like more honorable. <laughs> Like, I, I can't imagine what I know of the character of Lex Luthor. I can't imagine him not paying people for doing work for him. Uh, you're not wrong. No. No. So, he did run for president, though. He did, didn't he? I remember that. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. Um, our food is now pulling up into the driveway right now. So I think we're done. I think we're done. Are, are we done? Are yes. we Are we seriously done? Yes. Okay. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Are you sure? Yes. That's a wrap. That's that's the, that's the end. That that ends the episode. Yeah. Forever. Not forever. Uh, well, no, it does end the episode forever. The episode is done forever. Yes, this specific episode is done forever. Yes, forever. Yes. I feel like we're in a Spaceballs movie right now. When? <laughs> now. Now, now. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.